When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. The driver's seat. It's McLaren and Ricardo that win the Italian Grand Prix. Start the celebrations for McLaren. The driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Oh, I'll tell you what, Matty, we're going to have to change a lot of stuff in that intro uh, for next year. <laughs> I think I think we need I think we need new music. I think we need new grabs. I think we're going to need a whole lot more. That is, of course, if the fine folk at SEN decide to uh, give us another contract for our seventh year. That's all yet to be um, negotiated. Yeah, the, we, it's a, we, it's a da- we will need to get Danny Rick's lawyers in because uh, he's, they're doing a pretty good deal for him. I think at the moment. Yeah, the radio silly season definitely will uh, get into yeah. into the market at some point. <laughs> Time, but welcome to the driver's seat. My name is Nims Azor, joined as always by Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Unfortunately, is stuck in Sydney. He is, uh, Nimsy. He's on a plane actually because he just rang me for the plane. He said, Matty, I've got to go. I'm in an emergency seat. I can't talk to give me the briefing. So he's literally on the Freedom Bird as we speak. He's been off launching the new Ranger, the Raptor, uh, somewhere off in New South Wales and uh, just couldn't get him back in time for the show, sadly. So it's just you and I, mate. You're the co driver. So- I'm the main or you're you're the main and I'm the co, either way. Possibly. Like Now, that's the excuse that he's giving, but could it be because that he doesn't <laughs> want to chat to our feature interview because this bloke did an absolute number at <laughs> Queensland Raceway. If you missed it, let's get straight to his intro. Nathan Hearn won last year's series, pole position earlier today, and a green flag to check and flag win to Nathan Hearn. The speed through the finish, the flags go down, the fans get up and they get out of the defending champion, the Valvoline GRM driver, goes two for two, Nathan Hearn. He's going the distance. He's going the speed. And Nathan Hearn, what a weekend. And he is back in series contention in a big way. Yes, it was a mega drive by Nathan Hearn, and he is our feature interview. Please mark him welcome back to the driver's seat from Team Valvoline GRM. Nathan Hearn, welcome back to the program. Cheers, uh, thanks for having me, guys. That was a bloody solid intro there. I'm, I'm hyped <laughs> up now, ready to go, so that's no, good stuff. Mate, that's what we... We only do it for our special guests every week. Uh, so this is your second time, I think, it on is. the show. So you definitely deserved it because, quite frankly, over the weekend, um, you absolutely brained them. No one saw which way you went over the weekend. So congrats, mate. That was a huge effort. Yeah, no, cheers, Matty. Yeah, a lot's going in behind the scenes to, I guess, make those type of weekends happen. And, uh, 
yeah, I'd be lying if I said it was, you know, all me. A lot of the work came from Frenchie and, and Tommy back in the workshop. And, yeah, we've really come a long way with these cars. We, we scratched our heads together and learned a lot. And, um, yeah, definitely was on show on the weekend. We had a, we had a grouse weekend. And, uh, yeah, you don't get those weekends very often in the motorsport. So you really got to take them, take them when they come. Well, Nathan, uh, just quickly, sorry, mate. Um, uh, you talk about you know you don't get these weekends too much because when you're at Sydney Motorsport Park, now that by your high standards, that wasn't exactly the greatest uh, bit of fun that you had at a racetrack, and obviously had that much time in between the two rounds. Like, what was going through the mind? Were you thinking, oh, geez, um, you know, people, everyone else is lifted. Like, there's a real mental game, and when you got that much time to sort of just stew and think for yourself, how did you go into you are and what was your attitude like yeah look I, I i think i developed a bit of a phobia for belts my pants were hanging down beside my bloody knees for, for a couple of weeks after sydney <laughs> um but yeah look it was a it, it was yeah a very long six weeks um a lot of nights i was actually sitting up late and late in late in bed and uh and yeah just just panicking really um we sort of I've always been very sceptical of, of mechanical failures, you know. When, when me and Dad ran a car itself back in 2019, a lot of people don't actually know, but we lost the championship because of mechanical failures. I think we mm. had some stupid, like, five DNFs from mechanical um, in the in the TA2 series in the first year, and, and Aaron Seaton had zero, which which gave him the championship pretty much. And, yeah, you know, I've always been very sceptical of that. And, uh, I, you know, the six weeks in between the event, I was working the workshop on the car and every single bolt I was doing up, I was, you know, trying not to over-talk it, trying not to, under, you know, leave it loose and, and just, yeah, very sceptical. But, yeah, we got to the track. Once you get to the track, I know it's all in Tommy's hands and, and everything's mechanically sound on the car and uh, all i got to do is rock up your suit and helmet, look pretty and, and steer the thing. And, uh, yeah, so when you get to the track, everything's all good, but uh, all the work in between is, uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of stress. I think I'm going to be going grey very soon. <laughs> and mate, oh, I don't think yeah. I've seen your father. He's uh, he's still got the red mullet flowing at, at his age. So I think don't think you'd be going grey anytime soon. <laughs> at least you boys have hair. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Let's not be a hater on the redhead. Nimsy's very jealous of any redhead going around. Um, Nathan, it's been an interesting journey for you because we've seen you, as you mentioned, in TA two, and now if off into Trans Am. You were champion last year. Um, I, I think there's a fair old chance you're going to be champion again this year. Um, you tested. Um, a very unexpectedly with Premier Racing on Monday at Queensland Raceway. Are we going to see you, regardless of whether you win or lose this year's championship? Are we are we hoping to see you in in uh, supercars next year in Super Two, or or what's the plan for Nathan Hearn moving forward? Uh, there's no real plan to be honest. Um, yeah, I, I think for me, I'm, I'm very much uh, following Gary Barry's awake I guess they, they sort of dragged me on and then I'm just hanging on for dear life behind them and um, <laughs> they've been very very good for me uh, and you know I've I've never had a manager I've never really had a big budget to to push myself through the, the ranks I guess and, and get straight to the top um, so dad got me to a certain point where I got in front of these these guys like Gary and Barry and and with a, you know I had enough opportunity to sort of get my foot in the door and, and pry it open and I managed to get that door open and and they've really helped me along um, a long way. Uh, for me now, you know, yes, I had that premier test day. Um, hopefully the door is open for supercars. As, as far as I know, I don't think there's going to be any more... Um, best way to put it would probably be... I, I, I don't think there's going to be any more hassles trying to get a super license for me. Uh, <laughs> um, so we'll see. But, um, yeah, fingers crossed, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll move on. And, um, yeah, I... I 
for, for me, I've, got, I've really got to do a good job for Sandown and, and for Bathurst and then see how I go with the, uh, the S5000 Tasman series. So I've still got a lot of unfinished business with the S5000. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, every morning I look in the mirror and I think about that S5000. And it's a, it's a one, one car I still haven't got my head around. And I've always prided myself on being able to get my, my head around some, some pretty ridiculous race cars. But the S5000, yeah, I'm, I'm still... Still not done with that thing yet, and um, I really do want to get a couple of wins on my belt before I before I hang up that helmet. So tell me about I was because I was going to talk about the S five thousand. I mean they're they're um, basically a, I think a five liter supercar engine in a in a wings and slicks formula. The reality is, Nath, we've been and I'd be disingenuous if I didn't say this. We've been not a fan of of the category now. It's been a couple of years. There's not too many in the country. There's not too many running around. Yeah. Um. It, it yeah. seems to get really good positions on on high profile events, and we sort of we haven't both, hated it. It's just like the no, like, it, it, it can be better. Is They're what unreal saying. things, yeah. but but I just don't see where they're going to fit into the future. Tell me about them as a race car, though. Um, you're right. You pride yourself on being able to basically drive the wheels off anything, but there has been some struggles there with the S5000. What is it about that car that that is tripping you up just a little bit? I think a big thing for me, um, without getting into it too much, is you know, uh, a lot of guys who done all the research and development on the cars drive a lot different to how I drive. And um, right. I just haven't been able to get my head around it. You know, I've had Jimmy go as my teammate who done a lot of the R&D on the car. Um, he, I, I, I can't get my head around how he likes the car. All of our cars always go to the track the same way. Um, he likes to have a car that has, you know, a little bit of push on the entry and mm. snaps in oversteer and then all of a sudden has understeer on the exit again and then snaps into bloody wheel spin and, Wow, it's, it's a very, very hard that's car busy. to drive, but that's yeah, the that's way busy. he likes it. That's the way he makes pace. Um, for, for me, you know, I'd like a car that's a bit more placid. I guess it's it's more predictable and can sort of sit on the outside rear tire a bit more. And um, and yeah, but for the S five thousand, the baseline car is probably one of the the best cars for smiles per mile. So the only car I can really think of that you know <laughs> puts the biggest smile on the dial for me would be a sprint car. Um, yeah, and yeah, they're just a real. Real race car, and 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 yes, you know we don't have very many cars in the country, and everyone always gets at me for that, and, and says you know the racing's boring because there's only nine cars. At the end of the day, you got nine of the best drivers in, in these cars, and, and the field isn't separated by much. And as the old saying goes, you only need two cars to put on a good race. And you know sometimes you know like Joe Morse in the Grand Prix, he had the wood over everyone. Um, sometimes you just get the car absolutely nailed and on rails. You know at Sydney, I, I did, um, in Sydney race three actually. Finally, you know, got a really good setup in the car and, and real fast, and we managed to pull a 10 second lead on the rest of the field, which is pretty ridiculous. But, um, yeah, then that obviously didn't work out for me in the end, but um, different story. <laughs> um, but, yeah, look, they're, they're just the car where everyone's sort of hanging on for dear life, and we're all trying to, I guess, do the best job we can in you know? it. Um, but then all of a sudden, one person just absolutely nails it, and then straight at the front. And, um, it's always got a different winner, and it's always unpredictable. It's, uh, it's a very good series in that regard. and and yes, from outside looking in and, and a, a spectator, I guess it's probably not the most entertaining race series. You know, in Australia, I think we're really spoiled with the amount of entertainment we get in racing. Um, you know, it's no no secret that our racing series are probably some of the most popular around the world mm. um, because, you know, we get into each other, we door bang, we overtake all the time. The S5000, uh, I reckon if we had more in-depth coverage of the cars and of the driving and the drivers behind the wheel and you got to see more of the work that goes into driving these cars. I think that a lot of people will be watching a lot more. It's um, on the outside looking in, it doesn't look you know that 
well, from, from the driver's seat, when I rewatch the coverage, it doesn't look as hard as what it does when you're in the, mm. in the driver's seat. You know, when you get out of the S5000, you think, Jesus Christ, I survived. When you get out of another <laughs> race car, you think, oh, I could have done a better job here, a better job there. So it's a, it's a different breed. Oh, don't worry about driving to survive, mate. We we chatted to Alex Davison after the first time uh, he jumped in one of those S5000. <laughs> so we very much believe yeah. that. And uh, and you talk about, like, you know, the, the caliber of drivers. You, let's not forget, too, there was two years that were completely interrupted. So 2019, you debuted these cars. You got guys like Zane Goddard um, putting their hands up to drive in it. Jimmy Golding, like you mentioned, your teammate. Uh, Thomas Randall uh, getting amongst it. And there were all these people that were putting their hands up to drive them. Then you got two years where they're just completely parked up. And then you got to sort of get back into into the swing of things. So it, it really is a, a bit of an uphill battle for uh, S5000. But I'm glad to sort of see that you've got such a positive outlook towards it. Yeah, I mean, well, at the end of the day, it's, it's, for me, it's one of the best categories in the country. You know, it, it, is, a, it, can't, it is a category that um, it, it sort of promotes, you know, the best driver and the best team of the day. And, and it's a whole package thing, you know. You, you get so, I, I mean... Without taking any credit away from from myself and all the boys at GRM, with the trains and we've got that thing on rails, and it's honestly it's it's in its happy spot. The S5000, I don't think it owns a happy spot. You know, you might fluke it for one race and just be absolutely dominant, no one can touch it. But then the next race, track changes a little bit, the wind changes, and you pee nowhere again. <laughs> um, it's just such a it's such a, a complex car to get right, I guess. And it's um, everyone's still struggling with it, everyone's fighting with it, and and you know the trains and we wheel it out of the truck, it's fast, that's good. We hold that set up for the whole weekend and uh, everything's all, all happy as Larry. But um, the S5000, you never know what you're going to get. You can either have the fastest race car out there or, or something that's worthy of, you know, P6, P7. So, yeah, it, it's... it's when, when you delve into it on the surface, yes, I don't understand where everyone's coming from. It's not very entertaining. But, yeah, when, when you delve into it a bit deeper and understand the cars, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's honestly it's incredible that we have a series like that. You know, even in the world, world of motorsport, I think, you know, a lot of motorsport categories are pretty predictable who's going to win. Um, but, yeah, it's 5,000, I think, is, is one of those that isn't. Yeah. Nathan, I want to um, – I've got to be – Nathan and I have raced together, um, Nimsy, obviously, we've done mm-hmm. the last three years. Normally he's way up the front and I'm way down the back <laughs> or in the fence. Uh, so I, I, I'm, I, I'm mindful about what I talk about here with Nathan. I want you and I to just park our friendship for just a moment because in the last 24, 48 hours, um, there has been reporting and there is photographic um, not evidence, but there's photographs online. There's conjecture. Um, sh- there's conjecture about something that was going on with the three GRM cars at Queensland Raceway. Now, I've had lots of conversations with people this afternoon about it. And for, to paint the picture for the people at home, what's happening by the look on the photos is the rear roof part of um, the GRM cars right down the rear window seems to be buckling down at pace on your Trans Am cars. Now, um, I mind, I, 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 it, it doesn't look great, put it that way. When, um, when you look at the cars that it was your team and only the three cars within your team on this particular weekend that it's happening with, and those three cars, your three cars were up the front. Um, it, it's not a good look, I don't think, for Trans Am. So I want you to explain to everyone listening what was going on with those rear windows um, and so that we have a better understanding moving forward of, of why that happened and how it can be prevented moving forward. 
Yeah, well, basically, you know, Transdev is still a new category, and um, we had a, you know, uh, Lockie Dalton's car was formerly Owen Kelly's car, which was probably one of the first, I think, uh, it was a part of the first dozen cars in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, that thing actually had a, I don't know what it had, I don't know if it had a shunt or something like that, but it actually broke one of the struts in the roof, um, which sucked the roof down. And we mm-hmm. noticed that in onboard footage, we thought, geez, wonder what, yeah, wonder what's going on there. Um, so that was that car. Uh, that happened at Simmons Plains. Um, after Simmons Plains, we, you know, went on top of the car and, and we we're pushing on it, we we're cleaning on it. And then when we we're cleaning the car, the roof sucked in. We thought, oh, here we go, there's something there. We looked inside the car, we saw that the roof strut was broken. We went to our cars. The roof struts are literally just a, yeah, small little bolt. And, um, yeah, the roof is flimsy as flimsy as flimsy. At the end of the day, there's no rules broken at all um, from GRM's perspective. Uh, it, it is what it is. Yes, you know, it doesn't look good. Um, we have done it since Philip Islands, um, and it's never been a problem. It's been brought up in the category before. Technical delegates have never had a problem with it. Um, yeah, I think John just sort of, who, who posted it and brought it all to light, he had a bit of a rough weekend. Uh, I, I'm not a big fan of the way he went about it. At the end of the day, if you have a problem with another competitor's car, go to technical delegates, go to the category managers, talk to them about it, get them to investigate it. Uh, we don't need all this crap on social media, mm. you know, putting that uh, asterisk on top of the, you know, the front, the two cars fighting for the championship, really. Um, but on the same token as well, I, d- I do see where everyone's coming from with it. Um, mm. At the end of the day, it's Trans Am, not NASCAR. It's not like we're racing around Daytona. Granted, it may give us maybe half a corner an hour down the straight at, at maximum, to be honest. And, and with rear aero, you honestly don't know if it even helps or if it doesn't. It's sort of something we've done to sort of mess with the other competitors' heads and um, just a bit of a, a show to say, you know, we're, we're sort of we're, we're looking at everything on these cars. And, um, yeah, you know, we, we, yeah, it, it is what it is. So I, th- I think so. For the, the way that the, a lot of the... Yeah, for, for 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 people to understand when that when that sucking down of the roof happens, the theory behind it is, and correct me if I'm wrong, Nathan, that the the it gives a greater volume of air over the rear wing, which means that you don't need to have such an aggressive downward angle on the rear wing, which then in turn gives you, as you say, maybe a little bit more straight line speed, while still being able to give you the rear end grip because of the greater volume of air. Have I got that right? Yeah, so that's yeah, that's what that's <laughs> that's what I've I've spoken to a number of people today, and that's the that is the perceived theory. Now we know in NASCAR this happened. Oh, one of the teams got got found out for this to be happening, and they were actually they were actually thrown out. I think of the race or had championship points or something like that. I, I guess, and and I'm not putting you into it, right? But you, you know, you you're, you've got your head up at the moment um, for for GRM. The the problem with this is, I think, Nath, the perception wise is this is a very tightly controlled category. We've only been around for like four or five years. And so as we develop these cars, we're all going to try and find something new to try and get the little edge. If it, if people weren't pushing the edge, Nath, it wouldn't be motor racing. Let's be true. So, okay. I, but I guess yeah. that one there now has been seen. And, and I, I just, I don't know, I just sort of feel for out of category, which is right on a high at the moment because supercars are hating us <laughs> and uh, keep giving us free kicks in the media. To see that kind of thing, I just kind of go, oh, geez, GRM, I'm not sure whether it was intentional yeah. or not intentional. Look, Matt, it's I'm not gonna, a great look. 
Uh, I'm going to show you down there. At the end of the day, that car is 100% legal. Uh, you can yeah. go through it with the rule book and there's nothing. Yeah, yeah. It, no, 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 I'm not, day, not to, I'm not saying it's not illegal. I'm not saying it's not illegal, mate. I'm not saying it's not yeah, illegal. Yeah, exactly. I'm saying we yeah. go right up to the edge to try and find advantages. It's I just don't think it's a great look. That's all, I suppose. And that's my opinion. That's my personal opinion. Yeah, and that's fair enough. You're entitled to an opinion. But from my end, um, at the end of the day, we're, we're here to... The reason we get paid GRM is to produce the fastest race car. Um, and to produce the fastest race car, you go through the rule book and you do whatever you do in the rule book to make the fastest race car. That thing is 100% yeah. legal. Yeah, they, it doesn't... You know, it can be brought to attention 100% because that's how you move the category forward. At the mm. end of the day, the category, you know, the rule, the rule book's made from what the category already knows. If someone comes through and finds a loophole and their car's the fastest for the next two rounds because of it and then the rule mm-hmm. gets changed, that is what mm-hmm. it is. You know, it's motorsport. That's the sport we're in. Um, at the end of the day, Tommy was the one who found it. Yeah, he needs a pat on the back for, for finding something, you know, so, so so small, but, you know, it's obviously kicked up a bit of a stink and it's played in the, in, the, in the heads of the other competitors, which is good, you know, it's exactly what we want. And it's brought more attention to the category. Whilst, yes, you know, it might not be positive light and, and some of some other competitors might be chucking up a stink and saying, oh, GRM's winning this because they're doing this and they're cheating and blah, 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 and, and all that hoo-ha. It's, uh, yeah, at the end of the day, we had enough on the other competitors that that roof whatever it might even gain, if, even if it does make a gain. At the end of the day, when it does suck in, it's not smooth It's not smooth surface. Air like the smooth surface, when a roof's not smooth, yeah, you don't know. We have a wind tunnel tested, obviously, because we don't have that type of facility. But, um, sure. yeah, at the end of the day, the whole stink up about it, I think it was a bit rough on how it was all dealt with. Going to social media is not something I'm a big fan of. Yeah. Um, and I don't think really should have been dealt with that way. Um, and for them to put an asterisk on the car and say that, the reason we are qualified, me and I are qualified the rest of the field by six tenths in a wet track, um, I might add, um, was because of a roof. It's absolute crap. And uh, people saying that, you know, the reason why I got the Mickey on them is because of the roof. It's absolute crap. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, we're, we're here to try and build the fastest race car, and that's what we've done. And, um, yeah, you know, if the rule gets changed for next round, we'll, we'll you know, yep. tighten yep. the roof strut, and that's it. You know, yep. We'll, yep. we'll be done with it. So. Thing is, yeah. At the end of the day, it's the only way for category to move forward is, is to be shown, okay, there's a hole here in the rule book, fix it. And that's what we've done. And the thing is too, Nate, like, unfortunately, that's just what the the sort of motorsport landscape is like. I mean, we saw literally at Tail and Bend after Zach Best got pole, like, what the story really should have been like, what a tremendous effort to see this wild card, yes. absolutely flog the field. And then all of a sudden, literally before the guy can even get the armor all check, there's a story out going saying, "Oh, they've got different tires." <laughs> yeah. And if if that was the case too, then well, then I'll tell you, if I was Jordan Boys, I'd be going back and checking the guys at Dunlop to see what was on his car. And and, and we and, and we see the same thing too with Scott McLaughlin when he had that tremendous run in 2019. Oh, it's the Mustang. So unfortunately, yeah. that's just the new cycle, and you've just. You and GRM just seem to have unfortunately been swept into that cycle because mm. it gets clicks. And let's face it, we talk about it on radio, we talk about it in the media. So it's a bit unfair that, yeah. you know, you as a driver are the spokesperson because we'd love to, because Barry's already said his bit. But, you know, as you're the bloke in the car, we thought we'd <laughs> ask you about it too. So, and, it, and by no means does it take anything off a tremendous weekend that you had. Uh, because Jerome did a fantastic job. And as you said, everything was actually to the book. So anyone out there, 
that's going out and saying, oh, they had an unfair advantage, this, da-da-da-da-da, are probably the same blokes that uh, jump on a Scotty Max Facebook page and said that he cheated in 2019 doing this and that. So I wouldn't worry too much about it. But let's, yeah. let's, move, let's look forward ahead because uh, you've got the season to wrap up at Sandown next month. Now, I know you're a Queensland boy, but uh, driving for GRM, this is a home track. But funnily enough, there hasn't been, like, any Trans Am activity, at least not in this category there. Like, do you see that as a bogey track or because it's a track that you know so well that you're going to be fine there? Or what's what's go, what's the thought process going into Sandown? Because there is a lot on the line. You've got a 19-point buffer over your teammate for the title. You want to go back-to-back. It's a track that you're familiar with, but not in this car. There's a lot of ingredients in this mix before uh, September 16th. Yeah, yeah, there is, but you know, I'm 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 not too too nervous to be honest. I think QR has actually really relaxed me. QR was always going to be a hard event because there's so many Queensland teams um, who have just been testing, 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 and with GRM and, and Valvoline, you know, whilst yes, it is one of the bigger teams in the category, and yes, we did go up to QR and do a test day. Um, we're not the unlimited budget, um, you know. We we can't get the cars to a test day before uh, Sandown, but. Um, yeah, look, I'm feeling 100% confident. We've got the cars in a happy spot. You know, Frenchie and Tom have done a lot of work on these things, and we've got this this car absolutely singing at the moment. And it's, um, yeah, it's a pleasure to drive, and it's, it's really, really, uh, what, what's the word for it? Uh, forgiving, I guess you could say, um, to drive. And, and it doesn't punish me for any mistakes at all. It just sort of, you know, cops everything and, and, and drives well. Um, for Sandown, it's going to be a different challenge. You know, there's been a few cars that have been there before, Nothing that's really been of a of a top five spec um, at Sandown. So, yeah, and and the noise restrictions at Sandown obviously means that no one else will be able to test there, which is good. Yeah. I think it's good for Trans Am to come back to a track where everyone has to start fresh. Um, here at GRM, we have a really good baseline set up where we can go to any track and, and the car seems to work. Um, we've wrapped our brain around what we think will work at Sandown and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty confident heading into it. Yeah, and then, as you said, you know, I've got to fight my championship, but the championship with my teammate. Um, but, you know, as long as nothing goes wrong and there's no outside influences on the, on the championship, I think we'll be, we'll be, you know, hopefully cruise along pretty safely. It's, um, it's been a great year though, and he is, you know, the, the scout driver, don't get me wrong, and he's, he's tried to beat me off track a couple of times, but, uh, luckily <laughs> enough for me, I've been big enough and ugly enough and around the game for long enough that, uh, I haven't fallen for any of those those silly little little mind games. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll wait and see what Sandown brings. <laughs> the worst thing, I'll tell you, Nimsy, uh, and we're going to let you go, Nathan. But the worst thing that anyone wants to hear in Trans Am land is that Nathan's Trans Am is easy to drive. It's predictable. He knows exactly what it is because when you balance the talent with the car, when you put that combination together, uh, us as drivers hate that. <laughs> we hate it because he's bloody hard to beat. <laughs> No, thanks, <laughs> <laughs> I've only ever seen the back of you, mate, or when you've come through to lap me. So I've never actually raced with you. I've raced against you, but I've never actually raced with you because I've never been that far up the front. <laughs> well, well, Nate, uh, Nate, I know you've been incredibly generous with your time, so we'll let you go pretty quickly, mate. But uh, I did mention, yes, Sandown is the season finale, but there is another big Mount Panorama-shaped thing that happens in November that also <laughs> will be having uh, Trans Am on the card. I'm talking about the first ever Bathurst International. Uh, is is Gary and Barry, are they raffling off uh, spots uh, in the Mustang for anyone to get a, a ride there? Or you put your hand up already. We'll be seeing you around the mountain in November as well. 
my hand as well, and surely I'll, I'll be there. It's, uh, yeah, it's, the mountain and trans is always fun, and I'm, I won't be giving up my seat in a hurry, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> and uh, just quickly, the last time I, you were at the mountain and a trans car, I think you left with a lot of, uh, you had a lot of time at the top, at the very top step, so you did pretty well there, mate. But uh, hey, look, you've been incredibly generous with your time tonight, mate, and you also dodged a couple of straight bullets there as well, too, from old Matty Mac. So, uh, and apologies if we see you on Speed Cafe tomorrow, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, cheers for jumping on the driver's seat yeah. and go well in Sandown and we look forward to seeing your trackside. Yeah, right. Cheers, mate. I'll, uh, yeah, I look forward to the articles out tomorrow. So now, thank you for everything. And, uh, yeah, see you the Sandown. Nathan Hearn there. Make sure you follow him on the socials as well. Um, and I tell you what, it is going to be an absolute belter at Sandown. Get on down if you can too. But uh, you handle it pretty well, I thought, Matty. Yeah, look, Nathan Nathan is an interesting case because regardless of whatever those cars were, it's not like Nathan came from the last position on the grid, they did something to the car, and then all of a sudden he's in first. He, he dominates, right? So And so does Owen Kelly. Um, and so it did not make a massive difference to the cars. And, yes, he, he did handle that very well. One thing you learn about Nathan as you go along is there's absolute truth comes out of his mouth. There's not a political bone in his body. He'll call it um, absolutely as he sees it, like his father did. His father had the nickname Hitman Hearn. Um, and so he'll tell you. He'll absolutely tell you whether, in his words, it's crap or not, or you did this or not, or if you think he did something, he'll tell you straight up that he either did or he didn't. So um, it's not... It, it, and I wanted to ask him that because I knew I'd get a, a genuine answer, not some political bullish answer that we get from a lot of other drivers. So um, I'm glad... That I'm, I'm, I'm impressed with the way he handled it, and um, it'll be interesting to see where TA2 and Trans Am take all that from here on in. But it didn't make him win, that's for sure. That, that was just talent. We should have a, uh, a quick little driver's seat poll. Uh, 0433 if you'd like to text in. Uh, where do you think Nathan's comments will pop up first? Speed Cafe? Auto Action? Uh, V8 <laughs> Sleuth, maybe. Auto Fiction, Fast Deli. Did you see the news of the new ownership of Fast Deli all last week? New owners. Oh, that's good. Hope they kept the receipt. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> it is a driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together we are shaping and building Australia. We are going to stay in Queensland Raceway because plenty happened, including uh, a young junior, Junior Johnson, did very well mm. for himself. But uh, we'll take a quick pause for the cause. If you want to be part of the program, text in 0433981116 is the number. Back with more of the driver's seat right after this. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. It's a driver's seat, and welcome back to the program. We do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. And you can rev up your smartphone with the driver's seat app. It is available in the App Store. 0433981116 is the number if you'd like to text in. And you do text in, pop your name on it as well, because we'd love to give you credit. Uh, we'll get to some of your texts in just a moment. But uh, let's stay in Queensland Raceway and stay mm. in the Trans Am, because it was a bloody good breakout weekend for one Jet Johnson. Uh, two second-place finishes behind Nathan Hearn in races one and two. A solid P4 on the final race of the weekend as well. And Jet had his best round in the category. There's uh, How much does a track that you know well play into it, Matty? Because, obviously, uh, the only track I know well is Sandown, and that's only from the from the grandstand, so... Well, you know the bar at the Adelaide 500. <laughs> and that too. Um, yeah, look, mate, it does. Absolutely, it does. It plays a huge role. And Jet's done a significant amount of laps uh, around there. Um, he's done TA2, TA2 Northern, um, 
uh, is going to be back there in a couple of weeks for for TA2 Championship. Um, so it's, he's done a lot of testing there. So, yeah, look, absolutely. But but the reality is he raced against, and I was there on Sunday, and it was a great event. He raced, uh, he didn't he didn't get close to Nathan Hearn, but, you know, he raced Owen Kelly and a few of the other guys and did really well. Um, he drove really smart. He didn't make any mistakes. He didn't punch anyone. He didn't rub doors with anyone. His passes were clean. Um, the car's straight as a die back in the workshop. So, um, look, he raced absolutely brilliantly. I think one of the things that, that we can take from it is that when he's got track experience, he's got pace. So um, I think next year they've come out, the Team Johnson boys have come out and said that he'll probably do Trans Am again next year. And um, that'll be a good thing for us watching because if the calendar comes out with basically the same tracks as this year, Nimsy, he will have setups, he will have been there before. Um, and you would think that we will see a, a, a stronger showing from him in 2023. The reality is, Stevie J, I'll tell you, this year is all about learning. Mm-hmm. Um, and... But it was a character. It was it was a confidence building weekend for the young fella, and um, he had lots of support out there. Uh, Dicky and Jill were there, and and Mum Bree and and daughter Lacey and friends and family. So it was it was a really good thing. Um, but even bigger than Jet um, was definitely the the weekend itself. We'll talk about it. But man alive, um, that event at Queensland Raceway. Due, I think, in no small part to what Tony Quinn's done out there, it was a massive success. Huge amount of people there it was great. It's a, it's a damn shame that Tony couldn't be there to see it himself. Uh, unfortunately, after that big old shunt that he had um, at Townsville, uh, so we, Ooh, we, yeah, massive. we we do hope that he's uh, we'll be able to see the fruits of his labour in person. But just quickly before we take a, a break, uh, our fans were very quick to wish Jet a stack of, a congrat- of congratulations after a great round. Uh, these are the messages off our Facebook page from Tony. Awesome result! It was great to cheer Jet. Along trackside on Saturday. Great sight seeing three generations of Johnson sharing the motor racing passion. Awesome job. Gordon said, what an achievement. Well done, Jet. Greg, well done, Jet and Team Johnson. A great result all around. Andrew, good effort, Jet. Good round for the weekend. That is so awesome, says Jason. Congratulations, mate. Won't be long till you're on the top step. And Trent said, Junior Burger becoming a fully loaded whopper. Well done, <laughs> Jet. <laughs> yeah, he drove well. He drove well, and I think it's an indication of hopefully what we'll see a bit more of next year. Yeah, fingers crossed. But uh, we'll take a quick pause for the cause here on the driver's seat. If you want to contribute round the clock, not just while we're on air, mm. you can do so via our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash driver's seat show. We've got to get to another category that was happening in Queensland Raceway. Big, big weekend at QR. We'll touch on the TCR Australia Series next, right here on the driver's seat. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. It's a driver's seat, and we do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Uh, Queensland Raceway was the place to be, and just quietly too, Maddie. I know you were there, but I Mm. had to uh, uh, dive in on Stan Sport, and it is tremendous coverage. If you can afford it, do yourself a favour as Molly Meldrum. Molly Molly Meldrum? Meldrum. (laughs) Molly Meldrum would say, because trust me, it is worth it, um, the investment if you're a motorsport mm. fan. It's fantastic. Oh yeah, let alone uh, IndyCar and Scott McLaughlin almost winning um, in Memphis, which yep. was awesome too. So look, um, TR, TR, TCR in many respects, I think, and the, and TCM and uh, if not TCM, TCR, Trans Am, uh, Porsche Challenge, 
the GT. The, the, the GT. The show itself, I thought, was really good. I watched a bit of it on Saturday. I couldn't get out there on Saturday, so I watched the same sort of coverage. And it was in. I thought it was was really good. Great in cars. Really good camera angles. Good sound mics. Uh, sound effects on the infield. So I thought it was a really, really well put together package. Sunday was. Uh, I watched the replay when I got home on Sunday night because I don't have much of a life. And uh, <laughs> I watched and the that. Co- and I let's face it, the coverage, coverage is that damn good. Yeah, coverage was really, really good. So, um, yeah, I, I think um, they came of age on the weekend. The TCR racing was actually really good, um, spicy. And, you know, the funny thing about Queensland Raceway is everyone looks at it and goes, oh, it's such a boring track. But, you know, you get the right cars on there in the right category and it's technically a very tricky little track and you actually get some really great racing. But, you know, as a fan, I, I fully fanned it. I went out there in the car and I sat on the hill and I watched it from the hill. Um, and it was brilliant. And so, yeah, I thought it was really good. Well, probably the big thing for me was, of course, Tony Delberto finally, finally. He's been leading the championship all year, hasn't won a race. And uh, everyone's been in his ear about it. But finally, he um, he got some race wins and took out the race weekend and extended his uh, his championship lead. So it was, yeah, it was, it was great. Did an absolutely mega job there. Won, mm. ra- uh, w- won race three of round five uh, over Zach Suter, who is doing a tremendous effort for a privateer team because they're, they're legit yeah. like privateer. <laughs> Full legit privateer. Yeah, yeah. Mum, dad, uh, family working on the car. Absolutely. And, and, uh, you know, as I say, in race three, he came second. Um, I think in race two, he was six or something. P5. Yeah. Uh, P5. Oh, sorry, there sorry. Um, um, Zach Suter or? Yeah, Zach, yeah, yeah Zach P6. Suter. Yep. And, uh, and in the first race, he was, he was second. So again, a really solid job. You look at it and you go, well, was it a Honda Civic track? Um, but you know, then again, um, Jay Hansen and Will Brown came one, two in the second race. So maybe it wasn't. Um, some of the Hyundai struggled. I did speak to Joshy Bucken, our mate Joshy Bucken. I spoke to Luke King out there. I spoke to all the boys, Geordie Cox. Um, he was a bit in bit of no man's land for the weekend, as I think some of the GRM cars in TCR certainly just couldn't get it together. I mean, you look at Dylan O'Keefe. He, he was down the back. Um, uh, so was Benny Barguana. He was down the back at times. They, GRM never really landed a glove over the weekend on any of the results in, in TCR. It was all uh, Melbourne Performance Centre, Audis and um, and the Hondas. So, yeah, good racing. Um, a little bit of niggle, but, again, long-loaded corners at that place in a front-wheel drive. A tricky place to drive, right? So um, a lot of the cars were sliding off the track and, and um, understeering into each other. I thought Luke, Luke King in race three, three was pretty stiff. Like, mm-hmm. he had two cars drive through the door and they didn't get a penalty. I think someone got maybe five seconds when they were seven seconds up the road. So that didn't have much of an effect. So he got beaten up pretty hard in race three. Wasn't overly happy, I can tell you. Into that circuit, it's a good place for it, and hopefully we're going to see TCR in there for the future for a long time. I can tell you right now, there is one person that probably walked under a ladder at Kiwa or smashed a bunch of mirrors. Michael Caruso. The poor, I, I've never... And we know Robbo pretty well here yeah. on, on the driver's seat. I could, He did very well to compose himself. That's all I'm saying. Well, whenever you get a driver, Nimsy, and, and to paint the picture, he had technical issues leading a race and then just, just had technical issues with, with oil pressure and engine and gearbox and other bits and pieces. When you have a driver being interviewed saying, I just feel really sorry for the sponsors, you know you've had a hard weekend <laughs> and, in fact, a hard season. So... It wouldn't surprise me if um, 
that particular brand of car is is just not seen next year in TCR. It's too unreliable. I spoke to Geordie Cox about the Alpha, who was racing one, if you remember, last year, Nimsy. He said, it tried to kill me every single corner. Um, so they're not easy to drive. They're well, just no, they're, For Alphas, just not easy to drive. You said the Peugeot, easy peasy compared to the Alpha. Lee Holsworth said the same thing as well, too. It just, yeah, it just yeah. seems to be, I don't know, it's hard to tame. It is hard to tame. I, I don't pretend to know what it is. I don't know the, the technicalities behind the car or any of that sort of stuff. But it's not only hard to drive, but technically it seems hard to keep the damn thing together. Um, they always seem to have problems. It's not, it's not an easy, the car is not good on itself for whatever reason. And, um, yeah, it would, wouldn't surprise me next year if we don't see Caruse in another manufacturer if that's at all possible. And if it's not, he might even jump out of, uh, out of Ashleywood Motorsport into another team. He's got good money behind him with Auto Glim. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, if they're patient enough to give it a crack another, for, for another year, um, we might see him in a, in another car next year, but, or he was despondent on Sunday. He just wanted to get in his car and go home. Well, if it could really? start, that is, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he'd be walking home. He walked pretty well in, in the third race. He walked basically, it was either third or second, uh, second race, I think it was. He walked across the infield and then waited for all the cars to go past and then walked into the next part of the infield. And on the cool down lap, I think Will Brown picked him up and took him home. So yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a good weekend for, for Caruso and that team. No, not at all. Um, one last one before we wrap up, uh, the weekend at, at Queensland Raceway. It also uh, signified a, a, a milestone for the Super Cheap Auto TCR Australia Series. It was the 50th mm. race. That was race two at Queensland Raceway. Uh, funnily enough, the only race that Tony Del Alberto didn't win that weekend. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, yeah. It, 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 it's evolved so much because it started off with, you know, Rusty and Noons doing the commentary uh, mm. and it was on SBS. Car Sales was the naming right sponsor back in 2019. Yeah. We had yeah. a completely different grid. Molly Taylor made her circuit debut in this category and it's just grown you know, so much, it, hasn't it? it? Look, it has and it, 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 it sort of... it's. How do you say it? It's it's always going to have a hard, tough road, um, as all other categories do compared to supercars, because supercars casts such a massive shadow, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, anyone else that tries to to be very independent of supercars, remembering that they're completely technically different cars. One's rear wheel drive V eight, the other one's four cylinder turbo front wheel drive. Um, now, the the what we call the um, hat backwards brigade that love their <laughs> their uh, turbos. In fact, I think you do a pretty uh, awesome impersonation of a turbo blow off valve. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. So they love TCR, and um, uh, but that's that's a, that's a Australia is very much a V8 nation, as we know, and um, uh, they're always going to have a hard road to hope. But the crowd at QR on on Sunday certainly it felt just the difference between a normal getting autographs, lots of merch being sold, and you know not too many places on the hill that you could park your car because they were all taken up. So mm. it was a cool event to be in. Actually, it was a really cool event to go to. Let's hope the next one at Sandown um, is as strong. Yeah, fingers crossed there. But uh, yeah, TCR Australia having a lot of momentum as we head into Sandown on the 16th of. September. That's it. I forgot where I was at the moment. But um, uh, we'll take a quick we'll take a quick pause of the course. Get to your texts. Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen is the number. You're listening to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. 
This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. It's a driver's seat and we do it thanks to Kubota. Together we are shaping and building Australia. 0433981116 is the text line. Keep your text messages coming in. Thank you oh. very much, Frank from Fakatani. Good uh, on you, Frankie boy. <laughs> Welcome. Our friend across the Dutch. But uh, let's yes. get to some SMSs because they have come Fantastic. in quickly. Uh, this one is from Greg. Uh, really, when have you not known a temperamental and unhinged Italian? Same goes for an alpha. Now, now. Let's be nice, Greg. <laughs> you, Greg. Bobbity, bobbity. Although, uh, although, to be fair, for yes. anyone that does know Caruso, he is pretty unhinged. <laughs> uh, well, he's got the fastest hands in all of motorsport, Greg, so you might just uh, want to be careful there. Give you a couple of slaps up to the upside of the head, mate. You wouldn't even see him coming. <laughs> It'd be real quick. Uh, and then we've, we've got one here. Hey, guys, long-time pod listener, first-time texter. Good on you. Love the show. Beautiful. Well done. Uh, by the way... Uh, is it time supercars introduced success ballast? Now, I will admit that Shane is a very good driver, but the passing and gaps he can pull are nothing short of a P-take. What do you, what can we do to help Cam and Mozzie uh, to rein him in? He skipped on Sunday's races on KO once that Shane got into the lead. Now, there's no name on that one, only that uh, it's text message ending in 399. Mm-hmm. So... Success ballots. Um, it is prevalent in TCR, but it is not in supercars. Let, let's um, put it into perspective if, for like ball sports. If anyone's listening out there, so it'd be like saying to, it'd be like saying to Adam Gilchrist, "No, no, you're too good at wicket keeping, so we're going to give you some oven mitts uh, behind yeah, the stumps, or, or 15 kilos on each glove, <laughs> uh, you know, or, or whoever's good in rugby league at the moment, mm-hmm. uh, saying to them, rugby league, gonna, rugby league. Thanks, Pete. Uh, thanks, Pete. We're going to put uh, we're going to put 15 kilo ankle weights on each of you." Your feet and see how you go. Look, it's just not going to happen within supercars. And and the the very basic answer in regards to Shane Van Gisbergen and what people can do to beat him: get better at your driving and have a better car. It's that simple. If if Mozzie and they're all trying to do it right, so it's not it's not like I'm saying oh they're just giving up. I mean the boys and girls in each of one of these supercar teams is trying super duper hard to try and get to Shane Van Gisbergen. But the reality is, if they don't have a good enough car and if they aren't a good enough driver and their strategy isn't top shelf, they're not going to get there. Shane is the best we have seen. One of the best we've seen in this sport ever. Um, uh, possibly some news coming out about him too, Nimsy. I'll mm-hmm. just foreshadow that here. But, um, yeah, uh, they, pff, have a better car and drive better. Make better decisions and look, in the race car. That's how you beat him. We've seen... Not success ballast. We've seen with Scott McLaughlin that he was very, uh, very much able to keep up with SVG. Yep. Jamie's I'm another one. Him. Jamie's another one. He's a totally. he's his teammate back in the day. And yeah. I, I guess, too, like, you know, on a great day, Cam Waters seems to be the only one that can do the job as well. Yeah, he's just lacking consistency, and it's got nothing to do with Cam. I mean, we've been at pains to say that about Tickford, that they just don't have the consistency. That's not just us, too, by the way, Nimsy. I mean, that's if you listen to their team management, they always say, look, we're really good when we're on our day. We're really good, and we'll beat anyone. The, the problem is we're not on our day enough. Mm. Um, so they've just got to get more consistent. Um, they've got to bring up their level to where Cam is, because Cam right now is operating well above where Tickford um, is operating. He'd hate me so Saying that, and he would never say it outwardly, but that's truth. That's what's happening. Total bullshit. It's bullshit. All right, can't add much more to that. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, it's not, Tim. Uh, so <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. But at the end of the day, um, drive better and have a better car if mm. you want to beat Shane Van Gisbergen. Um, speaking of supercars land, there was a bit of news because uh, four spots now remain on the Bathurst grid. Matstone Racing revealed earlier this week that Jaden Ojeda, mm, uh, the, juice. the Juice, he will be racing mm. alongside Todd Hazelwood as his co-driver at Bathurst. Uh, uh, the Juice is well familiar with uh, Matstone Racing. I believe this is his third second. year, second year, second, second year mm. with uh, with the team. So, yeah, yep. um, so we'll. Which is going to be cool to see. So we'll be familiar with Toddy as well. Uh, not only that, too, Premier Racing confirmed at the start of the week as well that Dylan O'Keefe will team up with James Golding. A nice little GRM reunion there. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, and I think that's that's a good get for that team. Um, <laughs> the, the interesting thing that's going on with Premier Racing at the moment and Tim Slade. Um, oh, we'll touch on that. <laughs> and we'll, we'll touch on that a little bit later. But I had some intel from the test day uh, the other day about Premier Racing and Timmy Slade. So, um, yeah, so that was really good. Um, we, you know, we, we talked about it on our Facebook, Nimsy. I think you, uh, yeah. you got asking. Really, at the end of the day, we've only got... I there, suppose three questions left, isn't there? There's who's going to who's going to be with Brad Jones? Um, who's going to be at Team car? 18? Uh, who's going to be at Team 18? And will Anderson Motorsport actually get off the ground? It's gone very quiet. Just quick, Anderson just quickly. There is a comma between Will and Anderson in uh, Matthew's sentence. There, it's not Will Anderson <laughs> yes. putting not it. Will Anderson, <laughs> the the uh, known comedian <laughs> who once cracked on to a former Mrs. McKeldon uh, at one of his gigs. No, Will Anderson uh, would be very. Um, He'd be taking his life in his hands if he showed up to a uh, racetrack and saw me, let me tell you. So, so no, yeah, Will we, Anderson will not be at racing. Look, we, we, we put the question out, you know, who goes where, and uh, and mm. we, we asked your suggestion about who teams up with who, and uh, Craig, Which was very funny. Craig chimed in. <laughs> because let's face it, like... I don't want to sound disrespectful, but all the good seats are taken. It's, if this is musical chairs, oh. sorry, you're flat on your backside now. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, Team 18. Team 18. Look, if you got, if you got named at Team 18, you, you, you know, you could be, if the thing stays together, mm-hmm. you could actually have a decent result. Cause again, on their day, they're, they're pretty quick, but so you're not quite there. I think if Jack Smith was the only chair left, I think that's, that'd be accurate, but, um, we're getting down to slim pickings. Yeah, Put we really way, are. Lindsay? Uh, so Craig said Scott Pye needs to be teamed up with former sports car racer and two time Indy 500 entrant Harry Sauce. So a bit of sauce <laughs> in the pie there. Yeah, tell me. Um, and, and, and it's a it's a great idea there, Craig. Unfortunately, uh, Harry Sauce he is still with us, but he uh, is age seventy five and lives yeah. in Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, but hey, you know, hey, uh, 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 Mork in um, in uh, Super Utes is seventy five. <laughs> Seriously, he could he could roll. So, so if, he, if he can ride it at seventy five, maybe old Harry, we can we can throw Harry on a uh, on a jet, get him out here, and he can we can have a pie and sauce. That'd yeah, be pretty good. Certainly mm. good. Uh, mm. So yeah, there is that, uh, which I thought was very very amusing. We've got um, who else is there? Uh, Stephen had a bit of a serious one, uh, which I applaud. Um, David Wall with Jack Smith read about six weeks ago. He's just waiting to see how the season went. Team mm-hmm. eighteen was looking at a younger driver for pie. So based on the uh, based on what. Um, I'd I'd say Tyler Everingham. Yep, that's realistic. Yep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's in the frame. And uh, Stephen also goes to say, personally, I think the Anderson Motorsport 
that Anson Motorsport will withdraw from Bathurst unless someone came along with two good drivers and backing for the car and maybe a main game team to help out with the running of the car, he reckons they're going to pull out. Uh, <laughs> so it just needs a couple of things there to yeah. actually make it work. Yeah, <laughs> Dean also yeah. agrees, says doubt the Anderson wildcard will go ahead. Mm. Uh, Tim's chimed in with Stephen Johnson and... and <laughs> Into the wall for Matt McKeldin. In the Anderson car, says Tim. <laughs> Cheeky. You could just call me Matt if you like, Tim. Uh, <laughs> you do. You, the funny thing about motorsport is, he, is you race for 20 years, you have three accidents, and that's all you're known for. Oh, yeah. Whack in the wall. You know? <laughs> it's um, like uh, you could be the bridge builder, but you're just, you know, you're, you're known as not the not Jeffrey the bridge builder anymore. As my, anyway. as my old man says, it only takes one goat. Um, well, and that's what I was alluding to. <laughs> Uh, and uh, Tim, it only takes a one ago. Uh, Tim uh, has said, Tim is, let's reset here. Uh, Tim has, another Tim has said, surely Stevie J could chat to a certain forklift owner and get a drive with Scotty. Come on. Steve Johnson getting amongst it. Oh, love, if he I does, love, I'd love to hear it. I love I'd when love our, to hear it. My favourite thing is when people jump on our Facebook page and instruct which sound effect <laughs> they would like play. Yeah. Yes. Hey, hey, what do you reckon, folks? Maybe I should call Charlie as Steve Johnson's manager and I should say, hey, Charlie, Steve Johnson's floating around. He's fit, he's healthy. Would we give him a crack? I reckon, reckon. I Should reckon. Should I do it? There are, and then Stephen Jacobs will jump out with da 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 da. Just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> got, I'd just do it for the fee take, I reckon. We got one too from uh, from Thomas on Instagram. Uh, Wall with Smith, Jacobson with Pie, and hopefully an up and comer like Hearn or Harry Jones or Mawson with Anderson. Oh, that's pretty good. I think Jacobson is probably. I think Everingham's in, in the in the sphere, but I think Jacobson's also at the top of the list. Mm-hmm. Remembering um, Gary is a uh, a former Super Two champion. He's had a couple of years in the main game now. Nice, uh, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, well done, Gaz. Uh, so, yeah, I've, if it's me, I'm going to Gary Jacobson. Mm. Uh, that's that's where I'm going. So because he simply um, match fit. In a way, yeah, no. yeah, he's match fit. He's got a point to prove. Uh, if you can keep him calm, um, and you can keep him focused, I think he'd be a good get for that car. Um, we saw Dylan O'Keefe get picked up um, as well during the week, so you, they're steadily running out, you know. And whilst Tyler everything, Tyler Everingham is a good bloke. I think he did. Um, I think he jumped in to the wild card seat that Nathan Hearn didn't get the licence for. Mm-hmm. Uh, he and Juice, Jay no Jada. Um, so I think uh, uh, if I'm if I'm um, if I'm team 18, I'm looking at Gary. Yeah. Uh, I reckon. It, it does make the most sense and he, he hmm. does sort of, you're right, he would have an epic chip on his shoulder and rightly so too. Well, um, I think he feels unfairly done by, mm-hmm. and as many of us do in this sport. And um, but that doesn't take away from his talent and his work ethic, and he's a good guy. Gaza is a good bloke. So, you know how many like if you think back, Nimsy. I know we're going to go to the break, but if you think back, Jamie Wincup was sacked by GRM because they didn't think he had it. Yep. And whoops, <laughs> what happened there? So all it takes is the right environment and the and the right ingredients, and you can absolutely unlock a champion. So, you know, Gary's not. I'd be, I, I don't think I'd, I'm happy to say that Gary's time as a full-time driver is done. He's just got to go to the right team. Mm. And uh, for the time being, though, 
Nothing for the old Garrity. No, no. Bit no. of a shame. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Right now, nothing. Hopefully we'll have an announcement soon on that. I uh, Get your text coming in. 0433981116. Who do you reckon should team up with Scotty Pye, Jack Smith, or even in the Anderson wildcard? Let us know. 0433981116 is the number. You're listening to the driver's seat. Now, I'm sure... A lot of people have been talking about Formula One in the past seven days because we thought there'd be a bit more clarity after last week. Nope. Nope. Not to be. So we'll we'll dissect the state of play in just a moment. Uh, Thanks to Kubota. Together we are shaping and building Australia. You're listening to The Driver's Seat. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Welcome back to the program here on the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia every time it gets to this time of mm-hmm. night. And, and we kind of forget that we do a radio show and just like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. There's We're just those talking ad- about all the clips that you would put together for those who have passed. Mm. And warnings would have been one of the easier ones to put together. Mm. Anyway, um, that's it, what we were talking about. It has been a hell of a year, though. Valet to uh, Olivia Newton-John. That was uh, some yes. some news that uh, I don't think anyone was expecting to wake up oh, to yesterday. I think we've been expecting it for 30 years with old Liv. But mm. um, uh, I don't think... It, I mean, as is often the case when people are going through a, an illness like this, when it gets really bad, everything goes quiet. Yeah. And, um, and only the inner sanctum knows. And, and the inner circle know. But, yeah, I mean, it was incredibly sad. What an activist and what a lady and, and what a performer and what a uh, what a bloody good Aussie. Mm. But for, for this year, we've had a shocker this year, haven't we, with uh, with sports people and well-known celebs? Yeah. As a side note, because Channel 9 had Grease on last night and uh, mm. Grease in 2022, it's a very different movie to, <laughs> <laughs> to what I remembered. It's different to when you're eight, isn't it? Yeah, a hell of a lot uh, different. Quite, but, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. but, look, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll push on. Um, uh, mm. 0433981116 is the number. Guys, we're going to talk a bit of Formula One. Now, normally, when you play that theme, mm. you, you think, oh, yes, this is this is epicness. Well, what are we going to talk about here? But really, for the last week or so, this probably suits Formula One, at least what's happening off track. Because what is going on? What is going on? Well, but the funny thing about <laughs> the funny thing is about Formula. <laughs> that was very funny. Nancy. The fu- the funny thing about Formula One is um, we as normal human beings typically don't see numbers getting thrown around like what's being thrown around for to to get um, to get. Uh, Danny Rick out of his contract, no. but uh, it happens all the time. It happens within engineers and mechanics and drivers and team principals and this, that, and the other thing. We we harped on it last week about some of the stuff that's going on, and I think Nimsy, we were hoping by now we'd have some kind of clarity, as you say, it's coming into this week on where Danny Rick and, and Piastri uh, were going to drive. Yeah, um, but we don't. All we know at the moment is that by the sound of it, uh, Danny Rick has been told he's out. Uh, even though he has a contract and he's the only one that can trigger an out clause in that contract. And as a result, <laughs> as a result, he's, uh, asking for the big 21 mil. If you, if you're going to gas me, I'm out for 21 mil. Well, he's, so, he's, he's well within his right to. And I can totally. also, I can also understand where Alpine's coming from as well, because how much investment have they put in 
to Oscar Piastri because he won in Formula Two and Formula Three with them, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Formula Formula Two, I think he became an Alpine driver. I don't think yep. he was with Formula Three there, right? Um, okay. Yep. Uh, and typically, drivers go up through the academy from F two. You know, that's where they join. Look, I, I think. Um, I think of all of the players in this situation, and it's been an absolute tish fight, right? I think Alpine are the ones that have the most to gripe about. Yeah. Simply because, yeah, you know, they have funded Oscar. Oscar's done 5,000 odd Ks of testing, shadow testing in the background in last year's car. Um, so that, and that's not a cheap exercise, right? So, um, they have chucked an absolute truckload into Mr. Weber. They were preparing him either to be at Alpine or to farm him out, lend him out to maybe a, 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 a McLaren or maybe a, um, uh, a Williams. Mm-hmm. I, I, I may be by being naive in this sport, um, but it'd be nice for them to show some loyalty, and there hasn't been any loyalty from Oscar to Alpine. Um, and, carried and on I, like a pocket chop. Thank you very much, Johnny. <laughs> totally and, uh... carried on like a pocket chop. <laughs> and I think, I, 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 by looking at the social media, Nimsy, I, I don't think he's painted himself real well here, and neither is Weber. Because from what I can see on the socials, very few people are saying, well, yeah, good on you, Oscar, and yeah, you get in there and the, you do this and do that and do the other thing. He's not painted himself well. They are getting stuck into him, you greedy little person. Yeah, they're and ha- really, really... Like, no good. It's turned. And, it has turned. And the thing is, that there was so much optimism when uh, Alonso left. Um, it was just kind of like, oh, well, this is the Here's natural thing. This, this, yeah. Because... Oh, Earlier this year, we were thinking, oh, it'd, it'd be a crime if this bloke doesn't have a seat. If if Oscar doesn't get a seat next mm. year, you know, the system's mm. flawed, da-da-da-da-da. Well, now, mm. he was given a seat, and uh, he just pretty much flat-batted and said, yeah, it's a no from me. Well, he was, yeah, because he was going to get a seat, right? Because he was either going to go to Williams or, or to another team. So he was going to be in Formula One next year. But, yes, when Alonso went and did his thing, it triggered an opening for, uh, and and now the issue has gone away for Alpine to say, you, Bilty, here we go, we'll chuck him into to, to our seat um, uh, with Ocon, and we'll and we'll develop him from there. I think so. Two people, three people, have made themselves look like you know nasty characters in this. Um, that's Oscar. That's Mark Webber and Zach Brown. Like Zach Brown, we love Zach, right? Because Zach's always fun. He's got a tattoo of Danny Rick's win on his arm. He's he's a bit of a lad. He has a bit of a laugh. Um, right now, what what's going on? Um, with the McLaren Racing Organisation, both in Formula One and IndyCar, who are facing exactly the same contractual disagreements and fights and going to court yeah. and other bits and pieces. It's almost he's like smack for like, dab isn't in it? the middle of them. <laughs> yeah, 100%. He's smack dab in the middle of it and he's making himself look like a dead set pork chop. Um, the only thing I can say is that, that I think Danny's gonna, as I say, he's gonna copy his, I said it on an interview in Perth during the week. Why would Danny want to be there? Right, the car, they might be great guys and everyone's been hustling to try and make it work, but it hasn't worked. So I I sort of feel to myself, Danny's kind of, I'm hoping Danny's taken the mindset of, oh, here we go, right, you want me out? I'm going to take the 21 million, I'm going to go to another team happy because why would you want to be there? Like, go and put Piastri in the car. I, I don't think Piastri's going to do any better mm. than what than what Dan has. I think Dan's an opportunity potentially to go to... Um, to go to uh, uh, Alpine. He's a chance to go to Haas if Haas uh, spear Schumacher. Mm-hmm. Um, that, he, that he may get a, a chance there. And then the outside chance is he sits out for a year, cops his 21 mil, um, 
waits next, so he's out for 23, and then there's some discussion that possibly even Mercedes would look to put him up into their factory team if uh, Hamilton uh, retires. There's just so many if buts and maybes, but like, and and you think that oh geez, you two blokes, you just you're pulling stuff out of thin air. Well, this stuff, like literally, because this all started because Sebastian Vettel said, right, I'm done. <laughs> like so, exactly, a lot of things can happen. <laughs> Um, oh, look, a lot of things can happen and, and we're not, and we're, we're, we're dumb to think that we know exactly which way it's going to fall. Um, you know, at this stage, he could, who knows where he could end, where yeah. he could end up. But don't feel too sorry for Dan. You know, Dan made 60 odd million bucks driving for Alpine. Uh, he's made some good wedge driving for McLaren now. He made a lot of money at, at, at uh, Red Bull Red as Bull, well. Yeah. And he will get a seat and he will get paid well because Dan hasn't forgotten how to drive. Um, that McLaren just does not suit his driving style and he can't seem to get his driving style changed to suit that car. So it's kind of like a, mm, I, I don't, I don't know why you'd want to be there. So um, go back to Alpine, take another two or three years, get paid a truckload of money, uh, and then retire. Well, I'll tell you, it has definitely sparked the uh, the temper text because they're coming in thick and fast, 0433 98 11 16. Who are we going to start with, Matthew? Um, why don't we uh, – every time you do that, I go to check my phone. And I <laughs> yeah, think, oh, sorry, my bad. My phone. <laughs> um, so we'll go to uh, text message right from the start, the first one that's come in from 580. Could there be a Final twist with Hamilton to retire and Ricardo to replace him. Hamilton very strange on the podium. He was going to announce a pin already. Pull the pin on the podium. I'm not sure if that was going to happen. Um, you know, he's he Hamilton is currently on holiday, saying he, he just wants to do things that add to his life and not take away. Um, so, hey, could be as I said, could be an opportunity for Dan to, to jump up to the Mercedes factory team um, from number ending in four nine two. Make sure you put your, your names on it, folks. Yep. Are there people who wrap food in foil and cook the food with their engine while driving around town to save an electricity? What sort of heat levels would a V8 <laughs> engine reach? Could you cook a casserole while competing at Bathurst? We'll, we'll park that okay. one. We'll, we'll get you to that get, one. <laughs> you get the award for the strangest text for 2022 so far. Um, <laughs> hey, boys, I understand Alpine has invested a lot in Oscar. However, if you invest that much, you should secure your investment and not let, let the contract lapse. Um, is that what has happened? It's like having insurance on your car with the same mob for 20 years, letting your insurance lapse and still expecting to be... You're 100% correct. I, I don't think... Alpine were expecting um, uh, Alonso to go. I think there was a lot of backroom discussions between Vettel, Alonso and Weber uh, about Piastri. But remembering that that Piastri was not a lock to go to Alpine next year. They were probably going to send him to Williams or possibly Haas. So um, uh, that that was not always a lock. So I think they were waiting to see what happened with Alonso and then that would press the trigger on what they were going to do with Piastri. There is some discussion that it, the, it was like a midnight 30th of June clause. If if Alpine had not locked in Piastri somewhere, Mark, uh, Mark Webber could put him anywhere. And that seems to have been what has happened. You're right. Alpine should have had him locked in, Had a, should, should have had a, this done 
weeks and weeks and weeks, if not months ago. But yeah, they've let the insurance lapse and now they've, their car's been stolen. Or their driver, anyway. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, might as well yeah. have had their car being stolen because it's got no one in it at the moment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, 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 um, uh, Safnau, the head of, of Alpine, I think is probably a bit embarrassed by this. I think he's, um, he's flexing his muscle by saying they're going to take it to court because they believe they had a contract with him still in play. But the contracts commission at Formula One has said that, um, they don't and that, that if, uh, but Dan does with McLaren. So if you want Dan to go, you're going to have to pay him a mountain of cash, 21 million. Uh, I'm hearing the number yeah. at this stage. So, oh, you know, even if they negotiate back to 15, it's still a good wedge. For, for, <laughs> see you, boys. What a golden parachute. I'll say. See you, mate. At that see point you, in mate. time, you might, you might as well go, how quick do it? Do, do, do you want to get Oscar here for a seat fitting? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's been there. He, that, that's the thing. Oscar has had a seat fitting at McLaren about a month ago. So, <laughs> there was talk already that Oscar was going to be loaned to McLaren. Uh-huh. So, but yeah. So, uh, look, it, it's it's a tish fight, and um, uh, I, they're all on summer holidays in Mediterranean places on boats and jet skis and and uh, supermodels and big watches and all that kind of stuff. It's going to be very interesting when we get back to Spa. Um, what this situation is and where Danny's going to be driving next year because sounds like Piastri's going to be at McLaren. I can guarantee you right now, we'll come 8 o'clock next week, we'll probably have the same thing going on. Yeah, I know. Oh, I hope not. I hope we've got a couple hope... boys. Get, you, get your stuff together. I really do hope that they sort things out. Uh, just quickly before we get to the break, uh, for Texter ending in uh, 492, could you cook a casserole while competing at Bathurst? If there's any car that you are going to do it with, it'll probably be this one. It's an AU Falcon! Hey, there's the <laughs> <laughs> did you see John Obikoff during the week has released It's an AU Falcon I did T-shirts? See that. So make sure you jump on his uh, Bikeoff Racing uh, Facebook. You can get the T-shirts there. They're looking it's an AU Falcon. Absolutely mint. But uh, look, we talk about the silly season in Formula One. Oof, it's even crazier in supercars. And we haven't even got the sand down yet. We'll touch on that next here on the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. <laughs> we've got to st- I've got to start paying more attention um, to, one, um, the what the computer screen in front of you, to our text line. Uh, <laughs> speaking of uh, text, we've got one from our mate Jono. It's an AU Falcon! The very same. Uh, they are going quick, he says. Uh, Cheers for the shirt mentioned, lads. They are going quick. That Facebook page again, facebook.com forward slash Bike Off Racing, B-E-I-K-O-F-F Racing, and you can get those absolute snazzy shirts. In fact, I might have to go add to cart as I... Well. Regularly do as you. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you love a bit of burst, don't you? <laughs> In fact, we, what we should do, um, if you're listening, John, eh, we should. Uh, ne- uh, Stevie J tells me he's only a large these days. Uh, I'm definitely an XL or double XL, <laughs> and uh, we might even get you into the studio down to the palatial studios here on the Gold Coast, and mm. you can present us on camera with your AU Falcon T-shirts. Yeah, so uh, if uh, yes, make sure you snap those up quick, smart, because they are going fast. Now mm. then, let's uh, talk about uh, another silly season, because the silly season starts early, and of course it's the week where we don't have a live program, where uh, stuff like that uh, starts happening. Yeah. Um, but I look, had the Slade thing last Wednesday, Nimsy. I had it. 
and it didn't make the pod for some reason. So anyway, it was a late. Uh, it was a late. At that, mm. By the time I went around to release it, the V8 sleuth uh, had already. Mm. The good people yeah. at Sleuth he HQ had already dropped yep. it, and it sounded pretty silly <laughs> if we put out going, guys, breaking news. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was last Wednesday night. But that's all right. Our good mate Aaron Noonan's got to get the uh, got the exclusive on that one. So well done, Noons and Sleuth team. Now, Connor, who just started there, is one of his scribes. Good luck to you, my friend. Doing fun. good. Doing a good effort there. Doing good jobs there. Yeah, he's breaking a lot of news, young Connor, so well done. And I can tell you, he, um, AVL and uh, Stefan did an uh, intricate job of trying to unweave the, the bramble that is the F1 yeah. silly season. But let's talk about the supercar silly season because mm. it has started incredibly early. We thought that once um, Will Brown and Brody Kostecki were announced that, you know, hey, we're a lock-in at Erebus for the next couple of years. In fact, we spoke to Will Brown last week about this, you know. Mm. Everything's set in stone. Carry on. Nothing to see here, everyone. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Every no. year. I think I keep saying this to you every year in the six years we've been doing this show, Matt. Mm-hmm. I, I've never seen an off-season as crazy as this. And, I, and I've worked in footy for years. I've worked in <laughs> rugby league. Well, it's, it's, it's weird, Nimsy, because we seem to be setting new precedents when, we, when we're doing this about contracts and who's going where and who's going what. And, in fact, team owners, as we saw with Barry, are becoming more vocal about their drivers and who they're, who they're going to have and, and the process on what you should do and all oh, that kind of oh, stuff. You, so. you, mean, you mean Barry Ryan? My honest yeah. opinion is have some <laughs> balls and do it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> he also was at Queensland Raceway on the weekend. So, uh, I, with Brody Kostecki driving the Trans Am car. We, we talk about, um, just as a quick side note, we talk about, you know, the politics and not letting SVG drive. I also think it is very refreshing that, um, that Barry was actually there, one, to engineer for Brody, and mm. two, let both of his main game drivers drive in quote unquote rival categories. Well, that's how you do it, isn't it? Mm. And if you were, if you had a, if you were watching the stand coverage on the weekend, you would have seen, uh, Shane Van Gisbergen driving in the GT car, uh, which he's allowed to do. And, uh, when asked the question about not being available to drive the Trans Am car, dipped his head, looked at the floor, shook his head and said, Oh, yeah, mate, well, I was on the hot lap. <laughs> didn't quite say that. He actually said, <laughs> he said, well, that's politics. Yeah. So clearly politics, uh, once again in motorsport playing a, a big part. But Brody did a sensational job that Bruce Camaro looked absolutely brilliant and really gave the boys a run for their money. And, and uh, that was what we were talking about with Jed earlier. He really raced well with Kostecki and um, that was a good benchmark for him to go on. But, yes, we, we go back to Tim Slade. We did have it last week that he was on the move. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's been no official statement yet from from um, from either, Blanchard Racing Team. Either or Premier, where he's expected to go. Yeah, but I can tell you on Monday there was a uh, test session at... Um, at uh, Queensland Raceway and uh, young Slady spent quite a bit of time hanging around the uh, Premier Pits. Hmm. So I think there is an expectation that he is going to go to Premier. Um, the knock-on effect of that will be two things, Nimsy. It will be who is he going to replace at Premier? Again, my intel is it's going to be Chris. Um, I've, 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 Chris Pither, uh, yeah, I've heard a lot um, of people James say, Golding's done very well for himself. In his he has. <laughs> he's acquitted himself well. And again, even Pete came out, the owner of uh, Pete Zubras came out in the media and said, look, he's just a great guy, is, is young Bieber. So, uh, who's James Golding? So mm-hmm. expecting James to stay, expecting Chris to go. 
if you say to me, oh, but what about the bucks that Chris brings with the Coke money? Pete Zibris doesn't care. Mm. Um, the, the money that bring, Chris brings, whilst significant and very important uh, to anyone. Shout out to my little friend! The Coke money. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Pete Zibris's, uh, <laughs> yeah, O'Cola, not O'Kane. Um, <laughs> that's Pete Zibris's, uh, da- uh, um, you know, ashtray money, mm-hmm. really. Um, and Pete does, uh, so what, what we think is going to happen is that Slady from, will go from BRT to, to Premier to partner with uh, Golding. And great news coming out, again, broken by Sleuth in the last uh, 24 hours, is that we think that Lee Holdsworth is going to get another run, Nimsy, across at uh, at Blanchard Racing, Blanchard, yeah. which will be brilliant because, to be quite frank, when we spoke to Holdsy, um, it was pretty clear that they're... Um, yeah, Matty Payne has been earmarked yeah. that he's going to... Yeah, they've come out and said that, and, and obviously Dave's not going anywhere, Dave Reynolds. So mm-hmm. we were expecting probably that... Uh, and, and in Lee, and in the Groves' defence, um, Lee was only signed to a one-year deal as well, so um, yeah. Holdy even We think of, he knew too. Yeah, he, he <laughs> So it's knew. no surprise, no no funny buggers there. We think, mm-hmm. we think that Lee knew that, but it looks as now, though now... Um, Holsey's going to get another gig potentially at um, at uh, Blanchard Racing Team, which is, I think, sensational. Good match, I, I reckon. Great match. He'll be there to develop a car. He's got, and that's the difference between maybe putting a, a junior burger like Everingham in the car or something like that. You need a driver that's got great experience, can give great feedback and develop a car because we'll have, hopefully, fingers crossed, toes crossed, Hail Mary, spin around three times and don't walk on the cracks Gen 3 for next year. Um, so he'll be able to develop that car. So that's going to be cool. Hopefully we'll see, we'll hold, hold deal, get around for another one, if not two, if not three years. That'll be mega. Yeah, fingers crossed. And you know what? They might even, the Blanchards have always talked about uh, expanding to a two-car team. Yeah. So, you know, um, Holdy being the maybe old... Maybe Chris. Yeah. If they can get another rack, maybe you could see Chris there with the million dollars or whatever he's going to have uh, <laughs> next year from Coca-Cola. Because they love, because Chris loves Coca-Cola and, and <laughs> Coca-Cola Coca-Cola loves, yeah, I was going to say, I'll follow that up. And Coca-Cola loves Chris. And the fans love Chris. Mm. Uh, and the fans of Coca-Cola love Chris. <laughs> so hopefully we'll see him um, in a car next year. And a big happy birthday to his partner, Georgia. Oh, yes. As well. Huh. George's birthday today, Georgia Moorfield. Yeah. So um, I'll tell you what, it, it's going to be very interesting the next couple of weeks. So uh, watch this space. But uh, you listen to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together we are shaping and building Australia. Tell you what, Stan Sports certainly got a big run over the weekend because we'll talk IndyCar in just a moment. We'll do that next. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. It's a driver's seat and we do it thanks to Kubota. Together we are shaping and building Australia. Let's talk IndyCar for a little bit. <laughs> Steve, Steve put it a few weeks ago. Indy! <laughs> um, now... I'll tell you, you you want to talk about a bloke that can drive, Scotty Mack. Oh, my goodness, mate. Doing well for himself over there in an open wheeler. It was, in fact, it was actually a Kiwi 1-2 in IndyCar. Scotty Dixon stormed home in an eventful 
to say the least, a uh, street race in Music City. Uh, dragging home fellow New Zealander Scotty Mack on the final corner to take his 53rd career victory. In fact, this puts him, uh, I think he, he, who did he beat? Um, he's Mario Andretti. Mario Andretti, and he's uh, one now behind, I can't remember, but a, a very famous driver. Um, so he's he, he potentially about AJ to be the, Foyt. AJ Foyt, of yep. course. About to be potentially the most successful IndyCar driver um, ever. Um, I have said it once. I have, I will say it any time to anyone that wants to listen. IndyCar is the best and most entertaining and exciting open wheel category in the world. The the forget Scotty, forget Scotty's achievements on the weekend. The race was sensational. I think there was like nine safety cars because it's on a circuit that if you step up one line over, you are in the fence. You are gone. Um, you can go. There was one driver that went to the back of the grid, um, Colton Herter, mm-hmm. who made it all the way back from the back of the grid to fifth by the almost the end of the race before he put it in the wall for a second time. I mean, you tell me if you if you touch a Formula One car against the wall, you're done, right? Um, so. It was a sensational race all the way, screaming and yelling for the success of of Scotty Mack, who put it on pole, if you don't mind, and in a, an exceptionally tricky track, Nimsy. You've never seen anything like it. It's unbelievable. And in doing so, he actually has got the most ever poles for D, uh, for, for um, Team Penske. So uh, 61 po- poles all up. That includes his 59 armor roll poles for his time driving with DJR Team Penske. The guys at... Um, at Team Penske did a little real snafu there because on the little graphic they put him uh, in his number three IndyCar and the number 12 Falcon that he so famously drove. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Um, so, he, look, he's second year, right, in Penske up against Joseph Newgarden, the pretty boy of, of IndyCar. So Will Power. Will Power, who's leading the championship. And my goodness me, what an amazing job he's done this year. Like, cannot qualify the thing up the front, loves to throw it off the road, seems to be able to finish most races and is leading the championship <laughs> with like three races to go. Yeah. So we could have, we could have, uh, Will Power as an Australian IndyCar champion this year for, for Penske as well. So yeah, look, I, it was just an awesome race with awesome battles. You didn't know who was going to win. At one point, it looked like Scotty was just going to walk away with it. He had a big lead. But with all these um, safety car um, uh, issues, he got pulled into pit lane, obviously, a bunch of times. And then he had one sticky um, stop. They didn't get the wheel on as neatly as they could. And that was enough to to allow um, the, the field to shuffle. The last three laps, last four laps, I think, they they had to restart the race because they red flagged it with four laps to go so they could actually have a finish. Oh, my God, how good is that? Mm. Um, rather than just finishing under safety car. And off, off the restart, he went from, like, I think, fourth. Or no, he went from third to second. And then the last two final laps was stuck up the gearbox of Dixon and then drag raced him to the finish line where they finished maybe a metre and a half apart. I mean... Absolutely unbelievable and um, great entertainment, if you don't mind, in open wheel racing. Just great entertainment. I think it really helps too, like being able to have that stand coverage does, because you get, and Lee Diffie is just an absolute pro. Oh look, yeah, he's he's not only a pro in motorsport, but you know they've got him calling NBC's got him calling the Olympics in the hundred meters final, which is like you don't you don't get much bigger than that. I mean, maybe the U.S. golf. Open the green jacket, um, 
but you, you you just don't get any bigger than the hundred meters Olympic final and, and and crackers as we call him is um is the caller for that. So yeah, he is a pro, does athletics and all that kind of stuff. Um, he was missing a couple of weeks ago because he was off calling the World Athletics Championships, mm-hmm. and the coverage really missed him. I think I think the the, yeah, the like IndyCar really missed him. It's like when Crumpo wasn't there for those brief mm-hmm. uh, rounds when he was um going through his treatment uh, last year. Like it, it's it's like you don't realize how much you miss mm. the, the person until they're not there. But um yeah, uh, totally yeah. And 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 so he calls it really really well. Big enthusiasm. Got great relationships over there. He is an absolute pro. But boy oh boy, Scotty Mac. I mean you know we live in our little enclosed world over here of supercars. We think it's all it in a bit, and we we openly state that these are the best touring car drivers in the world. But then you go and put Scotty over there, who is mixing it against XF1 drivers, seasoned pros, six-time champion in Dixon, and handing it to him. Indy really giving him a good winners. run. Indy 500 winners, all that kind of stuff. What a talent. In a car, in a series, he's never... I mean, he never did open wheelers before nope. he went over there. Nope. And then all of a sudden, the kid's polling it. He's, he's won... One race, he's been in the top five this year, I think three or four times. He's had two pole positions. What a talent. Not bad for a bloke that uh, I think last time he was in an open wheeler was either a go-kart or a Formula Ford. Yeah, exactly right. And I mean, you know, I think I taught him all that he all that he knows when I raced him in uh, Mini Challenge at the Grand Prix a couple of years ago. Of course, I beat him. Uh, well, taught him everything he knows. Scotty Mack, his career went nuts after that race. <laughs> it humbled him, really. Oh, I think so. It, it motivated him. Like, so. It's yeah. like that's what brake lights look like. So um, that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to follow this guy's lines, and I'm going to take that. At it, I'm going to take that lesson all the way through my career. <laughs> hey, speaking of um, speaking of uh, Kiwis jumping it to other, ca- other categories. Other, ca- other categories. It's <laughs> getting that top of the evening. Um, yeah, we, we've got to quickly wrap up, but we'll take our final break and come back because uh, there could be some rumblings with a certain Shane Van Gisberg, and we'll uh, touch on that in just a moment here on The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia, and we've been doing it for over 40 years. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Big thank you to Nathan Hearn for jumping on board the program uh, this week. Just quickly, we're talking about uh, Scotty Mack and his success in IndyCar. And we're mm. talking about, like, I know it's a bit of a long bow to throw here, but uh, Shane Van Gisbergen has pretty much done everything he can in supercar land. <laughs> And yeah. that's pretty much where Scotty Mack found himself. I mean, he's ticked off every mega race mm-hmm. win that you can. So, mm-hmm. so Shane, both very mm-hmm. talented dudes. So, what do you reckon the chances of? I don't know that that we need to appreciate SVG before he's gone. I will put it this way, Nimsy. Uh, allegedly, potentially, possibly, a little bit of smoke. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm hearing. And yeah, I'm here. I've got to be very careful because I don't want to. Well, what the hell? Uh, I'm hearing that Shane hasn't. I could be wrong, right? So let's just. I could be completely allegedly, wrong. Yeah. This is alleged. It could be right off the mark. But allegedly, Shane hasn't re-signed for Red Bull just yet. Uh, because he is finding that is it is perhaps uh, supercars is now uh, perhaps not motivating him as much, and that he would like to go and do WRC. He, dun, dun, dun. He is a he's a 
big rally nut too. Like his dad oh, quite and famously. can drive. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah of course, and, and that too. Like yeah, he's he, in in the most recent months, it's gaining more and more and more momentum. His rallying career, and um, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if this if this is getting around, and if it's what I'm hearing is correct, would not surprise me in the slightest to see SVG try to organise a WRC program. Whether that's at the cost of his Red Bull seat here, I don't know, but. Time will tell, I suppose. Mm, so, everyone else, lift your game if you want to see, enjoy SVG oh, while he's still here. Because you don't yeah. know what you got till it's gone. Remember, Scotty won Bathurst, and all of a sudden, see you, mate. <laughs> see you, mate. Uh, but that about wraps up another edition of The Driver's Seat. Well done, Matty Mac, for doing a lot of heavy lifting in Steve's absence. That's all right. I don't need a uh, butter menthol when I go home. <laughs> a lot of talking tonight. Uh, we'll be back same time next week here on The Driver's Seat. As always, thanks to Kubota for over 40 years we've been making Tomorrow Matter. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.